0: Hello from a and Night Country. This is Tim McCardle, Leroy Junior Senior High School Principal, and welcome back to another edition of Principal McArdle's Weekly Update Podcast. We have an awesome show in store for you this week, so sit back, relax, and enjoy hearing from our Wacken Nights. <music> All right, we're going to kick off our podcast this week with a really good topic, uh, some some great goodwill that's happened uh, over the last uh, week or so here at our school, um, and that's our sports med uh, class doing uh, vaping presentations to our junior high students. You maybe saw that on social media last week. I'm excited to bring them here this week to kind of get their reaction to the experience um, and also you know how it went and what it meant for them to do that. So I'll have my guests introduce themselves around the table, um, and then we'll uh, jump up into some questions. I'm Bella
1: Canadorio and
2: I'm a freshman. I'm Jen Polyblank. I'm also a freshman. And my name is Lucina
3: Cassidy and I'm a junior. And I'm Amanda Shefflin. I'm the athletic trainer at the high school and teach the sports medicine classes.
0: So Amanda, let's start with you. Let's talk about the spirit that was behind um, you know, this, this effort that you had your students go. Now, first of all, I'll just remind people our sports med classes uh, you know, runs in the morning. Uh, it, this is a, a great venture that we've jumped in. Um, it's a, it's a two days a week. Um, uh, class. So we have Sports Med 1 and the Sports Med 2. Um, Amanda is our athletic trainer that works with Leroy Physical Therapy and is our provider and does a great job so you know kudos to you uh, for doing that. So talk to us about the vaping effort.
3: Yeah so there's obviously been a big upswing in um, vaping related illnesses and injuries and it's becoming more common and popular especially among the high school groups. So we thought it would be a good idea to get the students involved and kind of have them do presentations and talk to their friends about it and maybe get them to persuade people not to engage in that.
0: So how much time did you give these guys to prepare and and what was uh, um, was kind of the game plan?
3: So they had a couple classes to work on it together as a group. Um, I think there were three or four classes total. And then um, they were obviously free to work on, it on their own time if they wanted, but they did most of it in the class, and.
0: Um, and They're able to team up in groups of uh, two or three.
3: Yeah, so I think we started with some bigger groups, and then the class kind of got a little smaller. So I think most of them had two to three people in each group.
0: Okay. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, Dell, talk to us about how you know, like, like how th- as a group that you guys took this, this, you know, this job, so to say. Um, to go out and, and, and to send this message to the junior high. What was kind of your the spirit and, and the mojo of you guys uh, taking on this responsibility?
4: For me, I thought it was very rewarding to be given this opportunity to speak to the younger groups because you know you're going to be making a change. And you're not only making a change to their lives, but also to how the school is going to grow up itself. Like once there are juniors in our shoes, now you have the honor of saying like yeah maybe I made that choice for them of encouraging them not to do it and it was just like kind of a big honor I'd say being a junior and being able to have that big of an impact.
0: Nice. Janet, talk to us about like what your take take takeaway was with putting together the presentation and what were some of the big you know pieces that you wanted to make sure that you know the students were going to hear.
2: It's way different coming from Uh, adult at the school rather than a student. The students give more of an impact on the younger kids. They really take in the information more because they know that they'll be them very soon. Whereas if you're having a 40-year-old tell it, then like a 14-year-old, it's way different. I learned a bunch of new stuff going into it too. Like there's a certain type of disease now associated with it, a vali. So many uh, athletes are getting denied scholarships because they vape. And it's really a big life changer, and it's not good.
0: Absolutely, uh, Bella, What you know, you you know, you had an opportunity to get in front of the, the junior high. You know, you yourself being a very you know high profile athlete here, being a sectional champ. Um, you know, what uh, you know, what, what did it mean to you, and, and what were some of the big takeaways that you had?
1: I mean, at first I was like, ugh, it's another assignment. But then as you like get deeper into it, you're like. Oh my god this stuff really like affects you very negatively and like as an athlete you're like okay well if you like run a lot and like in every sport you're like okay um, this is pretty easy but when you start to vape like you're not gonna be able to perform as well or like get better times like heights or distances because of vaping because you're like coughing and like want like are eager for like the drug nicotine
0: yeah well, and I think that, you know, obviously right now, like we're facing a national problem. I mean, this is not just a Leroy problem, it's a national problem, you know, and people are catching up to try to solve it. Um, and that includes, you know, the, the legal part of things, you know, the, the government and, and, and the, you know, all those different logistical things about it, because um, it just came so fast and it just came right at people. Um, Amanda, you know, talks about how you know you were able to witness, you know, some of these presentations, You know, how did it, you know, how did you think these guys did and how, you know, how did they make you feel?
3: They did great. Um, I saw a couple in the morning. I wasn't able to stay all day, but I did get feedback from the teachers and other staff members that were able to go in the afternoon. And I was very impressed and very proud of their presentations. They did a really good job of engaging their, um, the classes that they were in and getting the younger kids involved. And everyone seemed like they're actually paying attention to them. They had videos in there, they really did their homework on it, and they did a great job presenting. So I was very proud of them as, as their teacher.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And we've, we actually have on our website, if you go to the front page of our website, um, you can click on um, one of the presentations that we put up there, so go ahead and take advantage of that. It's also in the social media link that we posted as well, so that's just one example of the, of the great work that was done by our students. Um, and I guess one more, like one more question we'll, we'll go around. And you can, and it's going to be the same question that you guys can, can answer here is, you know, if you could give one piece of advice, you know, to, to, a, to a friend or to a, a, a teammate or, you know, someone that's around, you know, about how to just duck this and how to, you know, go in the other direction of why they shouldn't, you know, vape, you know, what would that be?
1: Um... I would say definitely not do it because it, like, really affects you negatively. I mean, you see, like, literally there was an incident where this kid died from vaping because he just couldn't, like, help himself because it's so addictive. You're like, you need it more and more. And you just get to a point where, like, it's not enough, and then you go to, like, other more deadly drugs. Yeah. Mm
2: -hmm. Yeah, you can get really injured. A teen actually had to get a double lung transplant, and the doctor's... Uh, said it was caused by a sens- senseless product that needs to be fought. It You get addicted really fast and it's hard to get off of it. So just try to stay away from it as much as you can.
4: The biggest rumor that goes around about vaping is that it's quote-unquote harmless or not as bad as smoking cigarettes. If that is true, which even doctors don't know, just don't take it lightly. Deny it either way, whether they do know the information or not. So if you're ever asked to do it, just say no, you're not going to be seen as like a bad person. If you say no, you'll seen be seen as a better person, if anything, and it allows you to just be able to trust yourself more and be like able to tell an adult, like, yeah, I don't do that. And you'll just be seen as a better person all around. You'll feel better and compared to everyone else, you'll perform better and it's life will just be easier. And not only that, you'll like save a lot of money and like <laughs> this and focus more on school and not be addicted to something negative.
0: Can't agree more. Um, In my welcome back letter this year, this summer, uh, second page, upper left, I can still remember where it was. It was, Knights, please don't vape. And it was a message from me, you know, the older 40-year-old guy uh, telling people to not do this. And, um, and I still stand, my message is still the same, you know. And I think that just because, uh, you know, your friends are doing it or just because people that you think are quote-unquote cool are doing it, that means absolutely not that you have to do it. Or does it mean that it's healthy? Um, you know, seeing other people doing the THC, and getting high, that does, and, and, and they're enjoying it or whatever, doesn't mean that, A, that's good or that it's healthy. And, and we all know that it's not healthy. We don't even know where, the, where a lot of the juices are being produced is, you know, and, and the, oh, the junk in. or what's in them, you know, so what comes with it. So there's just so many reasons why to just be clean, be drug-free, and be the best that you can be naturally. You know, so, you know, can't, can't, can't say that more. man, anything else uh, as we come to a close here?
3: No, I mean, you know, as the athletic trainer, I am here to look out for everybody's well-being and their health and safety. So I'm also in that older group where, you know, I, they don't always take my advice, but I know it's hard when it's their friends that are doing it, but I always try to tell everybody, and I, again, I know it's hard when you're a teenager, but if they're doing something that's putting you or your safety at risk, they're not really a good friend. So... Yeah distance yourself. At least when they're doing that stuff, don't be a part of it at all. It'll make it easier. Then you don't have to say no. If yeah. you're not even around it, you don't even have to say no.
0: Absolutely. Can't agree more. Well, I appreciate you guys coming on the podcast today. A very important topic. We're going to continue to you know, tackle this head on. Um, and we really appreciate you guys making good decisions you know, on your own and, uh, and, and being a good model you know, to, to all of our students here at school. So very proud of you guys. Appreciate it. And uh, enjoy uh, your winter break. Thank you. All right, next up on the podcast, really excited to uh, talk about and kind of reflect on an opportunity that our Knights had last week. Uh, Mr. Hammer, our junior high counselor, uh, did a wonderful job in engaging with uh, FLCC, Finger Lakes Community College, and their computer science department. Um, to go out and bring our, our group of students to experience a full day on campus and meet a lot of different people and really get a great taste of the college level and, and, and computer science industry, eSports, all those things. So uh, I have some guests here around the table and have everyone introduce themselves, and we'll jump into kind of talking about this awesome opportunity that these guys had. Uh,
5: Mr. Hammer, school counselor. Dylan uh 8th uh, grade. <laughs> Uh, Jesse
0: Severnell, eighth grade. Logan Katsmierzak, eleventh grade. So, Mr. Hammer, why don't you talk to us about uh, you know the spirit of this day? Uh, you know why you know people went went uh, and and what did you see and what was the
5: goal of the day? Yeah, so the idea was where, you know, our eighth graders are just starting their, their four-year plans for graduation. Um, and so the idea was that I got some, some uh, kids who I thought would be a great fit for this, this uh, state-of-the-art program up there at Finger Lakes Community College, their computer programming and game design program. Um, I, I'd heard about it. I wanted to see it. And I got some, some kids in eighth grade who I thought would be the right fit for it. But then as uh, word grew around the school, some guys like Logan and their teachers who knew they would be interested as well, um, you know, they they jumped in as well. So it started as an eighth grade intended trip, but, um, you know, we had uh, many grade levels represented.
0: Awesome. And as far as, you know, how you set this up with the college
5: and, and, and what, you know, and some of the different people that you saw. Yeah, so they have someone there who's their liaison for their, you know, Kate Kindergarten through 12th grade outreach and partnerships, uh, Ms. Termini. Um, I just, I actually just emailed uh, the the college as a whole, and then they sent me to her. And man, did she really do a great job of setting up a a, a wonderful day for our kids to experience the college. She lined up speakers, uh, representatives from uh, different parts of the computer programming department. Um, and then even at the end of the day, uh, brought in the, cal- the the president of the university. So um, she just did such a wonderful job. Um, and then it was uh, just our, our duty to get the kids there. Yeah.
0: And I'll tell you, it, uh, uh, if you didn't see the video we posted last week, uh, last Thursday, there's a 60-second video that kind of really recaps the day. I, engage, uh, I encourage you to go on to our Twitter and Instagram and see that because you can actually see some of the stuff that these guys are going to talk about here. Uh, Logan, let's talk with you. What was what seemed to be the most impressive part of the day for you? The biggest takeaway, um, you know, in your experience?
6: Uh, finding out that I could get a scholarship from playing video games.
0: <laughs> That's awesome. And and let's talk about that. So esports is is, is something that is uh, is just booming right now across the world, not just in this country. Uh, we actually just uh, this week. Uh, started a five. Uh, we have a team of people that are, are meeting together uh, to plan out a five-year plan for our own esports team um, and, and esports league. So uh, that's something to be stay, You know, stay tuned for. So when you say you know that you learned about the co- so talk to us about what you learned about the esports at the college level.
6: That uh, they take communication uh, really well. They communicate. Together because you know they're competing on the professional level which is not easy because you're going up against people that are either just as skilled or even more skilled than you are at whatever game you were playing as there so they have game
0: labs they have competitions talk to us about what you learned uh hmm. they have many
6: different options for their games uh, some of, op- uh, some, some of them were like Rainbow Six Siege, Battlefield 5, there's Minecraft there, and, uh, they work as a team there, and, uh.
0: <laughs> so it, it, it's, it's fun and very competitive, and it's something that guys have to work, you know, there's a lot of practice involved, I'm, I'm assuming? Yeah.
6: yeah, and it's very interactive, because you're talking to people with, like, the same interests
5: as you. Okay. Yeah, if I could just build off what Logan was saying and this was a big emphasis of the trip as a whole is that whether it's, you know, computer design um or, you know, gaming design, you're you're working a lot in teams, you're working with others, communication's very important um and I think you know, Logan's Logan heard that loud and clear. Yeah, clearly.
0: Uh Jesse, let's talk about, you know, why you were like why did you go on this trip and then, you know, what was a big eye opener for you, you know, while you were there? Um
7: I really like playing video games and uh what i want to do when i get older is maybe play video games for a living but i also want to try to like design video games Mm -hmm. uh the eye opener for me is when we went into the gaming lab and i seen all these really nice computers and uh that's when we met the the leader of esports he was uh really cool I like the option
0: of games as well as Logan was saying. Um Could you see yourself going to that college after seeing it at FLCC? I mean, could you see yourself at a place like that? Possibly. Yeah. Nice. Uh Dylan, uh how about you? What was something that you took away from this experience that, you know, that was an eye opener or something that really got you excited? Uh basically the same thing as
8: uh Jesse. I was really interested in like the big lab that they had with all the computers and I'm really interested in maybe going there someday and designing a few games or something.
0: Awesome. Now in talking with, you know, you guys had an opportunity to talk to the, pre- you know, see the president of the college, the director of, of, of computer science, um, you know, and, and he, he kind of left you guys with these four, um, you know, these four big things. Um, ask a lot of questions, do um, energy, and be passionate, you know, so what does that mean for you? I mean, is there something that after hearing that, or seeing that, like, did that motivate you, or did you take anything away from that? Well, if you, the, for the asking questions part,
6: to where if you're confused about something, you always told you to, you know, ask questions, so you're not confused about it anymore, which is really nice, because, then you know that he's open and anyone there working working there is open for questions
0: as well mm-hmm. that, that you might have. Yeah, it seems like that that they really like the, co- it's a, like collaborative was the message, you know, like work with others, ask questions, you know, like you know, you, you can't solve things by yourself, you, you know, you have to be a team to be successful. Uh, anything on that, Jesse, any of those the takeaways?
7: Yeah, um... Uh I would say the same thing about what he said, but uh, which one was
0: it again? Yeah, uh, ask questions. Oh, yeah. Do energy and be passionate. Never be
7: scared to ask questions. Always ask them because if you're confused on something, you always want to ask questions, figure it out. Yep, yeah. love that,
0: uh, Mr. Hammer. Like when you, you know, what was your biggest takeaway? What was your biggest thing that you saw that you think is really important? That these guys uh, saw, listened, and
5: heard. Yeah, I thought, you know, what I really liked for, especially for their pro tips, you know, they're talking about the things you really need to do. When he said do, you know, he said do, you know, try things. And I think, you know, here at our school, I just thought of a bunch of different things um, that kids are involved in and putting themselves out there. And he said try things because sometimes, you know, it might not work out. Maybe you'll even fail at it, but, you know, that's not the right fit for you. And if you keep trying things, you're going to find out what's the right fit for you. Um, I thought that was a great suggestion. You know, yeah. get out of your comfort zone a little bit. And I think a lot of guys took that away.
0: Yeah. Well, I think, you know, I, I, one of my favorite uh, messages is the magic happens when you step out of that comfort zone. You know, and I think that that's something we're always encouraging people here to do. Um, let's get really serious. So you went to the cafeteria. So college cafeteria. Dylan, uh, how was the food? It was great. <laughs> what 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 did you have? What, what, what was available there? Um, I had... This giant
8: pizza slice, and I had some onion rings, and um, I had these little bites that had, like, mac and cheese inside. Nice.
0: How about you guys? You guys also like the cafeteria? Yeah. Now, you know, colleges are are notorious for having really bad food. That's what everyone says. But, like, when you actually go and eat the food at college, I always found it to be really good. I mean, Mr. Hammer and I went to the same college. We enjoyed... You know, the Hickey Dining Hall there. Um, you know, colleges are doing a great job of, like, evolving what they offer. So that's part of being a college student is, is obviously, you know, the good food and being on campus. So um, any, any takeaways of just being on the college campus that you guys saw, Jesse? Anything that was, that was cool? I thought it was a
7: really big college. It was, it was really, really nice inside. The interior was really well. Uh, one thing I liked is how the railings... They weren't just, like, straight down. They had, like, the curves in them. Mm -hmm. Uh, The bathrooms are huge. (laughs) Huge. Nice. They were really big. Uh, Especially with uh, where you went and eat, there was nice, comfortable places you could sit. There was tables. There was, like, uh, what we have here, the booths. But they were, like, had, like,
0: felt in them. Okay. Little cushies. Yeah. Nice. So, uh... Last question, uh, Logan. Uh, so you know you got the president of a college that's talking to you guys. I mean, like how, like how, how did that go, um, and what did what did that mean to you? Just to see a person of, uh, in charge that, that took time to come see you guys.
6: I uh, found out he was very chill as a person. Nice. Wouldn't mind. I was like not one of those people in higher positions that are nervous to talk to. He doesn't really emit that kind of vibe from him. To where you can just talk to him about any of your problems or stuff like that. So you could tell you can you can have almost an
0: instant instant connection with a guy like that on the top.
6: Even though it was the first time I met him, yes, I would have that connection.
0: Cool, uh, Mr. Hammer. Any final thoughts? You know, as far as like you know, as we move forward with these guys and you know, and, and this really cool arena of
5: computer science, gaming, esports. Uh... Yeah, I mean, I think the one thing I took away, you know, was that. Um, you know, this was an introduction to their program, but they talked a lot about all the programs uh, locally, you know, whether it's through RIT um, and other local colleges that offer, you know, this similar programs that they work with. Um, you know, there's just a whole world out there uh, of really great opportunities for our kids not too far away. Yeah. Well, I think it's really
0: important if you're listening to this and you have, you know, you know if you have, you know, children yourself or you're a student that's, that likes this stuff, um, you know, I'll tell you what. I mean, you're really in a good spot with RIT, FLCC, all these good colleges around here that offer these awesome. You know, program. So never too early to kind of get on campus, check these things out, get on their website and see all the awesome things that are happening. So thank you guys for joining our podcast today. Excited to hear your perspective and really appreciate uh, Mr. Hammer, Mr. Pollard, who's our computer science teacher, uh, t- taking these guys uh, on the field trip. So stay tuned for more exciting things around esports as well. We'll finish up the podcast this week uh, with talking with uh, some of our robotics team members um, f- uh, that have started off with robotics this year out into robotics competition. Uh, last year we started um, you know in this arena, so to say, in a, in a couple different ways with mr hunt and Now this year we are full fledged competing at, at the robotics level and we 're really excited to be represented out there um, you know out in in this region in robotics it 's a very, very uh, popular thing that's happening across college campuses and high schools um, in western New York and across the country for that matter and we're really excited to have our first you know, opportunity to be out in this arena. So I'll have uh, my guests introduce themselves first, and then we'll jump into some questions.
8: Um, I'm John Finafra. I'm in eleventh
9: grade.
0: I'm Evan Reynolds, and I am in ninth grade. So thanks, guys, for uh, jumping on the podcast this week with me, uh, John. Let's start with you. Uh, talk to us about you know what our robotics uh, you know team does, and 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 and, and, and talk a little bit about the competitions.
8: Well. The goal of the competition is you have to score as many points as you can with these blocks. So there's two goal points, basically. Um, you're, you have to get your blocks into the goal points, however many you want. And there's towers, which multiply the points you get for that certain color. So you have to get stuff in the tower and then stack your blocks.
0: Okay. So, Evan, talk to us about, you know, day one of robotics, we have to obviously build a robot. So uh, talk to us a little bit about the process of building uh, our robot.
9: Well, first you have to think of how to, you know, get the goal done. Like, ideas and what you would need to do to
0: accomplish that. I mean, so the end in mind is really important at the beginning of the process, which is what you're saying.
9: Yeah.
0: So so once you figure that out, what, what happened next within your process?
9: Well, I'm... Just testing different things out, seeing what works, and looking for any ways to improve what the ideas are.
0: So troubleshooting. So John, talk to me about how you guys as, as a team here, as, as Evan's you know, doing a good job telling us, about how you had to troubleshoot the process to build our robot.
8: Well, troubleshooting was quite difficult because sometimes you have a problem and you don't know how to fix it. And... Sometimes you tend to give up, and that's, that's something you don't want to do. I mean, we were crunched for time before our competition, and one, start, one things really started rolling, we really got a bunch of progress going and built the robot and for the you have to build code, and the code is really hard to troubleshoot because it's not too specific on what's wrong with it.
0: So, Evan, what are some of, like, the skills that you guys have to have, you know, to, to be on this team and be a part of robotics? You know, like, what are some of the skills that you, that you really need to have or that you rely on a lot, you know, in building and competing? Well, for building, I,
9: I would say, like, maybe creativity and okay. ingenuity. For competing, it it's really to just see what any teammates are doing
0: and any way you could help them with that. So the strategy is yeah. is, mm-hmm. is important. And John, how about what other skills? You know, what other things that that you think you need to have?
8: Um, pr- probably a little bit of dexterity because you control it with a. Uh, like a joystick controller, so you gotta be able to kind of know how to maneuver the robot and get it to do what you want, um, and definitely the creativity because if something starts not working or it doesn't look right, you gotta be creative enough to fix it and find out what to do.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So let's we're at competition. You guys went. You guys were at Lockport High School last week. Mm-hmm. This week you're coming. This weekend you're going to RIT. Uh, so last week you're at you're at Lockport. You walk in the gym. There's tons of teams. There's all the pits that are set up. Uh, if you haven't seen, if, if you have no idea what we're talking about, make sure to hop on our uh, social media. You can see some pictures of this in action. Um, and so, guys, so uh, so walk me through the process of, of, of what you saw and, and what you learned, you know, going through your first competition for our school.
8: Well, um, when we first walked in, we really didn't know what we were doing because we've Never been to a competition. We didn't really understand what was going on. We saw people messing with their robots and stuff, and we did not know what to do. So we just decided to go to the table, which was assigned to us, and just kind of sit there and wait and see what happens. (laughs) So once we waited and did that and got everything ready to go, like walking up to the arena, it's scary because you've never done it before. But once you, like, start to play, it gets a lot more fun, and you don't think about the competition. And it just makes it a lot easier to
0: get going yeah absolutely and we're really appreciative of mr hunt uh, you know getting this going and, and getting these guys out to competition it's just been a great Start for us, and you know this is just the beginning. We really have you know big, big plans and, and big expectations to grow our team and 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 to get as many people involved as possible. Evan, what was one of the takeaways that you had at the competition? So, some one of the big things that you learned, you know, having never been at one in in competition, you you know, some of you guys went last year and observed one, uh, but now being there in competition, what was one of the big things that you walked away with? Well knowledge of
9: what of some different ideas and how things can be done
0: better and easier to make is there one thing specific that like you're like going, as you guys get ready for our i.t that you're really looking to make an adjust a judgment in or or to make a change
8: autonomous code that's what we need <laughs>
0: mm. Yes. So, so, so give me, you know, so define what that is. Oh, uh,
8: so autonomous is basically where you have no, like, the a human has no control of the robot. So we have to write lines of code that know how far to go and when to get back and place the block where it needs to be, which having, it's, it's Thursday. So we have one more day and then it's kind of, you got to get and go and you don't have to have autonomous code. It's just, it's really nice because you can get bonus points. Hmm.
0: So. Okay. Now you guys, uh, in in the first uh, competition, went uh, one, two, lost four, and tied one. So yep. it w- went went two, four, and one on the first day. Um, what and, and and what's your you know what are you looking to do this you know this week's uh, weekend's competition? At RIT.
8: Well, I mean, now we know how to play it a little bit better, and we also know what other people are using and how to maneuver the robot enough because. Like at the start, we got teamed up with robots that were a lot higher in the ranks. So we got decimated. Like mm-hmm. I think it was like 170 to like 6 or something. I'm not sure. <laughs> but it was... So it, you have to learn the strategy. You
0: have to be able to play with your teammates and all that. Okay. Evan, do you... Uh, so if if a person's out there that maybe isn't, is on the fence of joining robotics or thinking about doing robotics, you know, why should they do this?
9: Well, it's... It's a lot different from most things Like any sports or clubs It's just something different Something new to try You know It's fun to compete You get to see how
0: things work You know And how about you John? What, What would be your message out to people? Um I don't know It's if
8: you're a creative person, definitely join cuz we do need some more members, but like if if you like mechanical stuff and you like to build stuff and you like to mess around with super expensive toys then just come on down and we'll give you, we'll let you give it a crap, give it a try.
0: Okay, cool. So, uh you know, we really are, are proud of you guys for representing our school so well and and you know, getting this team off the ground and appreciate Mr. Hunt's efforts and and, and the type of robot that we uh, that that you guys have built that that we compete with has you know has the has one arm uh and, and so just give us a quick description of 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 that robot
8: um well it has uh two drive motors
0: so it kind of steers like a tank but it has
8: omnidirectional wheels which allow it to spin around a lot faster um and it has a shoulder and an elbow for the claw so you can lift it up and you can maneuver your claw up and down without having to move the arm and then the claw is just like a just a normal claw. One piece is solid another piece pushes up against that to grab the blocks. So it's it's simple, but it's also extremely complicated.
0: Yeah, well, it definitely looks like it. And you guys have put a lot of work and energy into it, so we really appreciate that. Uh, good luck at this weekend's uh, competition at RIT. Uh, Enjoy that and keep taking as much notes as possible to, uh, you know, not only compete, but to learn about this process to, you know, help us uh, even, you know, get get better, you know, from each week, each month and each year. So thank you guys very much for joining us on the podcast this week. Thank you. We'll finish up the podcast this week with my social media pick of the week. Uh, This week, I'm going to pick the entire week. Uh, it was our Winter Spirit Week uh, this week, and so many awesome things going on, and so much spirit in the air. Uh, I'm not going to just pick one uh, one post. We had a lot, and it really shows all of the awesome things that are happening here during our Winter Spirit Week. So thanks to our Knights, our teachers, and our student council for coming together for what was an awesome week, uh, culminating today at our on Friday at our... Uh, pep rally, and our awarding of the Spirit Shield. So uh, we appreciate your engagement. Thanks for checking us out this week and listening to the podcast on three great topics, and we look forward to seeing you here next week. As always, Go Knights!